Welcome back to the Hughes to Healing Podcast. It's Dr. Janae. I'm super excited for season two. Before we jump in, I have a couple of updates and announcements for y'all. So for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you already know. For those of you who don't, this is your call to do so. But just in case you haven't been on social media or you haven't checked out the Houston Healing Instagram, our beloved girl Raven is stepping away. It's all love. Um, Check out her latest reel. She'll kind of go into a little bit more. But she did have a note that she wanted me to read to y'all. So hold on, let me go get it. Of course, Raven wrote me a note. She could have just texted. She put, woo, a bitch is tired. I got to step away. But y'all in good hands. So with that being said, I am extremely excited to announce to you all our new podcast co-host. She's going to talk to us a little bit more about who she is, what brought her to the podcast, and then we're going to jump right into an episode because, you know, that's what we're here to do. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you all to my homegirl, Dr. Pam. Hey, y'all. What's up? Hey, girl. (laughs) What's going on? So I'm Dr. Pam. I am a psychologist. I am from California, born and bred. I feel like I got to tell y'all up front because you're going to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I work community mental health. That's just a little bit about me. I've been doing this for forever and a day. It feels like forever and a day. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So a little bit about you. Um, Been a therapist, a psychologist for quite some time. You are exceptional at what you do. Um, I have not known you for a great deal of time, but Mm -hmm. we immediately hit it off, which is going to go right into our episode. So I'm going to tell you all how I met Pam. So uh, (laughs) Pam and I were in a virtual training. It was a week long and it was one of them trainings that you just kind of had to go through. It wasn't nothing important. It wasn't even anything mental health based. So there were a number of people in the training Um, But there were a handful of us that were social workers and psychologists. So, of course, we all, you know, gave each other the head nod, the hand wave, whatever. Um, And we had to do a lot of presentations based on our personal interests or our professional interests. So, again, mental health had mental health topics. The people that were in other disciplines were doing things um, in their respective fields. And so then we would break out into small groups and breakout rooms and the whole nine. And we were in team, Microsoft Teams. And... I remember being in certain spaces with Pam on the first day where we're doing icebreakers and all of that. And I was just like, oh, okay, she seemed cool. She young black psychologist. Like I see you, you see me, but we kept it cute. We kept it professional. Out of nowhere, I get a private DM from Pam talking about yes, nails and those who know, no. So we started a friendship over the week of training based on her just jumping in my DMs, hitting me up. We was laughing at people presentations. We was talking about how we didn't prep for ours and still. We were supporting it. them. Please don't lie. Don't get up on here lying because you know I'm gonna tell them what you were saying. I, I, I will pull up the I'll plead the fifth. <clears throat> so, anywho, we spent that week of this training that did not need to be a week long, but we made it, it through because we were email. able to communicate with one another. And from there, we kept in contact. We would still message each other when we went back to our respective work locations. We don't work in the same. Um, city, anywhere near one another. Um, So with distance and never having met one another in person, we maintained our professional friendship, which quickly turned into a personal one. And it all happened because Pam fell in my DMs. And then we realized we had a ton of stuff in common. We became homegirls. And now here we are as y'all podcast co-hosts. So shout out to you for that because I probably didn't say that. When I see an opportunity, 
No, I'm just like <laughs> No, but I mean, for real, I think I think it was because so when I seen her in the training, I was just like, mm, this seems like my kind of friend. Let's let's make a connection, you know? And I think time and time again we're kind of like scared to make connections, even if mm-hmm. it seems it would be cool. So I was like, she was talking. I seen them nails come out the side of the video. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the friend right there. That was your sign. That was your cue right there. <laughs> but I think when we talk about shooting your shot, right, people always think about that in a romantic or sexual way, Very right? True. Like, oh, I'm attracted to this person. I want to get to know them. I want to take them on a date. But shooting your shot, like, I remember there being a meme going around that was talking about that. Like, oh, if somebody want to be my homegirl, it's simple. All they got to do is jump in my DMs telling me what they're going through. And I'm like, oh, girl, he did what? Like, tell me everything, friend. Look, and that I'm was perfect. literally I ain't you. I tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally you. Like, That's I'm like, we get funny. back to work. And you like, we're out there tripping. Uh, and I'm like, right? Mictapes. <laughs> not the voice notes, please. You can only be my friend if you don't send voice notes because I'm not texting these days. But I think there is there's obviously a level of confidence and security in oneself to shoot your shot in any capacity, right? Like you was like, oh, she looked like she'd be a homegirl. Bet I'm about to say that. Like, where does that come from? I think I think it's something with the. I th- this is going to sound so cliche, but I feel like it's our culture, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're able to see and identify links out of nowhere so mm-hmm. the fact that i could just slide into your instant message and be like okay now and you'd be like oh hey friend and and that was it like it didn't take much i think that's mm-hmm. where it's kind of like i feel like we're on the same vibe i'm like we are going to connect i'm confident in this so i'm just gonna go ahead and do it because mm-hmm. if her nails look like that and she rolling her eyes when i roll my eyes we're good yeah, <laughs> like we're, i feel we're like we're gonna be we, cool. we're in sync but like yes. you said, it was that level. It was that level of confidence for you to actually say something. But it's also that self awareness. So it's like you can observe a situation. Because I remember, I was like, oh, okay, another young black psychologist. Like it's not too many in this training. Girl, we was only two young black ones. There was some. That's right? true. I almost forgot about Auntie. I was about to say we was the only black ones, but no, Auntie, Auntie wasn't was a psychologist there. though. Oh, what was she? I think she was a nurse. That makes the most sense. <laughs> Please, enough, <laughs> enough. I need to stop. <laughs> But, yeah. but I think that, you know, as therapists, part of our role is to empower folks, right? Yes. Um, empower our clients, the people that we are actually therapists for. But even in our personal lives, mm-hmm. we motivate one another. We help people see their strengths. We encourage people. We push people gently, sometimes not so gently. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's a timely message like that I've talked about with clients. And now we're talking about on this platform with folks who are just listeners, who are subscribers, mm-hmm. who are engaged in our mission to really sit and be like, what are the things that I'm feeling pulled or gravitated to do? Like you need Mm -hmm. to shoot your shot. It may be with a person that may be platonically, that may be romantically. Mm -hmm. It may be a new job opportunity. Um, It may be moving to another city, whatever it may be for you. A lot of us are being called to shoot our shot, but we scared. We're not confident in ourselves. We don't, Mm -hmm. we're scared of failure. We're like, well, what if it don't work out? Like, well, what if it does? And even if it doesn't, you can bounce back exactly because i promise you when i sent the message i was like she gonna leave me on red and i'm like mm, she got absolutely anyway i don't even like her but it's like you gotta be aware enough to just take that step and sometimes people let that anxiety or that fear of oh what are they gonna say they gonna look at me weird or oh my goodness what if this doesn't work out stop you from even trying and it's like like you said like what if it does but then on the other side of it if it doesn't 
then it wasn't really that big of a deal or it wasn't for you. It's it's not that hard, if you will. <laughs> Cause like, I mean, realistically, you could have been like, okay, nails, and you would have been like, What about my nails? And I'd have been like, Oh, I could have been like, thanks, or gave you the thumbs up, right, right. The thumbs up reaction. Right that situation <laughs> and moved right along. And then you would have been like, Oh, she funky. Like, I'm not gonna deal with her for the rest of the week. And then you would have went on with your life and I would have went on exactly. with mine. But now you're over here, you know, you talk to me every day, girl. You live for me. I, I did for you misread too. that situation because now I'm over here on death row records. I can't get out. <laughs> yeah, it's death row contracts only. Okay. Oh, Lord. But, but in any event, we've been able to have a friendship flourish when I never would have expected it. I never thought it was going to be anybody like me in the training, right? And, you know, I'm more, I'm more in my own world, in my own bubble, and the people who know me know, like, it typically takes somebody approaching me. Um, I shoot my shot. I'm very confident, but I'm, I don't know. I'm just not extroverted in a lot of ways. Gotcha. So I think that that was really, it was a great balance. I was like, okay. And she want to kiki about nails. And I don't want to listen in this training. No way. Bet. Right. Like, and then here we are, here we are in a death row contract and it's your fault. So when you start complaining, like, I'd be like, you brought this on yourself, but I did. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but you brought up a great point about that anxiety that can often stop people in their tracks. Like, oh, I, the people get so wrapped up in the what ifs or the previous time they shot their shot mm-hmm. and they were unsuccessful or it ended in catastrophe or heartbreak or a no or a failure. And we talked about this last season. Raven and I talked a lot about that feeling forward. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're feeling like, ooh, they talking about me. That might be a good episode to go back to because we really set the stage to understand how failure and a no right now is not an end all be all. And that's also something you should be sitting and talking to a therapist about because they can unpack that with you and help you process that and create action plans to work toward that and work through that. Very true. And I mean, and I love the fact that we're able to talk about our talk about those things with our friends. We might do a little, you know, a vision boy party, if you will, have a little drink or something. But sometimes I feel like it's not enough. Like those mm-hmm. are good additives. Those are not the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times when we hear therapy, it's like, oh, my life is not in chaos. I ain't got big problems. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine for the most part. It's like for the most part, let's, how can we make it better? Mm-hmm. How can reset? How can we change some things that so it can just be improved a little bit? Like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of reasons to go to therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've also, you know, talked about that. And that's something that I think we spend a lot of time in our personal lives doing and empowering our loved ones or our community members to realize this notion of therapy and what it is. Like, yeah, you can go to therapy if you are scared to take a leap of faith, to take a chance, to shoot your shot. Like, that's the reason to be in therapy. Why? What's going on? Where does that come from? And what opportunities have you? Because it typically is, right? It's typically a pattern. And it's like, what opportunities have you missed out on for fear of speaking up? So what would you say to somebody if they came to you? You know, again, we ain't nobody's therapist as a reminder of that ever arching disclaimer. We are your <laughs> homegirls and nacho therapists. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the season. But if, a, if somebody came to you in your practice and was like, Hey, Dr. Pam, like I'm really struggling with taking a chance with the possibility, um, with being more confident with shooting my shot, what would you say to them? First and foremost, I would highlight the fact that the fact that you can identify that as a problem, you halfway there. Mm-hmm. As you noticing that this is a pattern for you, noticing that 
it's like in a little bit of all the things that you're scared to just take action. Like, okay, we're doing some work here. So now, like, how do we fix that? What mm-hmm. are the you I feel like we have to identify what the real boundaries are to making the decisions. What are the mm-hmm. fears? Identifying those things and troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes when we speak it out loud or when we say it to somebody else who's not invested or doesn't know Adam from Eve, don't know any of the extra stuff that we try to add to our anxieties and our worries, they ask you one question and that takes care of like all the 1800 what ifs. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, no, definitely. It might not be a catastrophe if it doesn't work out. Yes. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that you brought up that's super critical when people are investigating this with themselves or with a professional is people are already at worst case scenario. You're Mm. often not looking and thinking about this in realistic parameters. Like you said, the worst case scenario was that I completely ignored you. I was I was stuck up. I didn't want to have nothing to do with what you had to say. You stay on your side of the computer and I stay on mine. But what was more realistic was I would have responded and really not connected in the way that you inferred that I was going to connect. Right. I would have been like, oh, thanks. LOL. And And it would have just been dead right there. And it would just been like, oh, okay. I thought she was gang, but she's not moving right along. Like no love Mm -hmm. loss. But instead you shot your shot. You probably wouldn't have moved right along. You would have made it to the group chat. Like he was like, like, girl, I would have been like, thanks girl. And then kept it moving. Like if I thought you was like on a weird vibe, I would have been like, I appreciate it. And then (laughs) just acted, I wouldn't open no more of your messages the rest of the week. But it wouldn't have been something that made training uncomfortable. Wouldn't nobody have dropped out of it. And so that's something too, that I think is a little bit more difficult for some people to see like, What's really like, there's a best case scenario, there's a worst case scenario, and there's a margin around that that's more likely to happen than those other two things happening. And so that's where a therapist comes to partner with you to challenge your thought process, to address those cognitive distortions. Like, well, why do you think she's just going to block you and report you in the middle of the training? Like, where does that come from? And it's like, "Mm." and then you sit and you discover like, where's that coming from? Because so much of human behavior is rooted from something in the past. So then we get to that other thing. You came in here to talk about why you're not confident or why you can't shoot your shot. And now therapy has transitioned into, oh, wow, it's all stemming from this event or these circumstances or whatever the case may be. So like you said, there's a million reasons to go to therapy. And this is one of them where you can go, maybe you're in therapy talking about something else. There's still space to bring this up because so many people limit themselves and their opportunities, block their blessings, whatever it may be, because they can't shoot their shot, because they're not confident in themselves, because they're so fearful of the what if. Mm-hmm. Well, nine times out of 10, the what if ain't even that serious. Just shoot your shot, like period. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? And then again, where where do we start? We often talk about things on this podcast and people are like, oh, that all sounds good, but y'all are professionals. You do this every day. You've done the work yourself. You've been in therapy or you're in therapy. Like, so it's easy for you to say. And I'm like, one, false, but we this, right. this ain't about us. <laughs> this is not about us. Um, right. But I often like to discuss like, okay, what are the baby steps? What is, what is the preliminary work you can do mm-hmm. before you find a therapist or find space in one of your existing therapy sessions to address this issue because you listen. And so the message is for you or somebody you love is either for you or for you to pass on. So just remember that when you listen to, to, to Dr. Pam and I, but 
where somebody could start with this is really just reflecting, thinking about all the times you have wanted to take a step out, to challenge yourself, to make a new connection, new friendship, try something new, and you stop. Mm-hmm. Think about all the times that's happened. Or you talk and yourself try to out of it, water. right? That part. Because that's a lot of times what it is. You probably was gang from from inception like yeah i'm gonna do this somebody mm-hmm. asks you one question or you ask yourself like 17 and then you didn't talk yourself out of it you mm-hmm. second guess yourself now anxiety is creeping in self-doubt self-esteem all of those things are just like taking up space so there's no longer room for that confidence or that that uh initiative to take take mm-hmm. control if you will control is a big issue because we often want so much control because we're in control of so little and we have this misconception that we're in control of more than we are. So taking that step out is completely relinquishing control because everything is in that other person's court. Like the Mm -hmm. ball is over there, their response, what happens next is completely on that other person or on that job application or on that new city that you're going to. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, I'd rather we just stay up over here where I'm with my friends. I know what this is. Yeah, I, I know the devil you know is better than the one Come you on, like, <laughs> Listen, they they taught me well. But you have to sit in that reflection and realize how much you're doing it because I think that a lot of us don't realize that this is a recurring theme. It's happening in mm-hmm. multiple areas of our life. It's not just about shooting your shot with somebody you thought looked good. It's not just shooting your shot with somebody you seem to have a, a platonic connection with. You're doing this more times than not. So you need to recognize like, ooh, I'm really struggling with this. I didn't think about it in this way. And then it's like, well, why? What is holding me back? And when you start there and you sit in that space of reflection, then you can actually start to do something about it because you can connect it to the larger issue. And then you can start making those steps to unlearn that thought process and change your behavior. So that's what I would say. So take the first part of what Dr. Pam would say. What I said, and I think you got the recipe for success right there. So try it out. I mean, again, what's the worst you can happen? You sitting and rising to this challenge is in some way shooting your shot, like for your growth and your betterment. For real. You know, and at the risk of sounding like, oh, dude, from the, you remember that, uh, (laughs) I forgot what school it was, where it's like, why are you already laughing? (laughs) You sitting on the couch, what you think? You're not doing nothing with your life. Just pick up the phone. No, at the risk of sounding like that. But like Loki, he was right. Like you're not doing nothing. You can take one phone call. You can take one. He was in his bag with that one. He he was. That's why I still, I don't even remember the school, but I remember his little script. (laughs) Because it's like. I don't know. One of the schools. Is that still around? Anyway. um, But it's, it's true. It's the reality of it. It's like. Sometimes we just got to get out of our head and just try something, you know, and see where it goes. And then I think I even take it a step further because sometimes we be in our bag like, oh, I don't have to shoot my shot because I smiled and they know that smile means come, come shoot your shot. And it's like, bro, read me. Like, wait, (laughs) no, wait. (laughs) I don't think, (laughs) I don't think they, they picking up what you putting down. You might have to verbalize these things, you know? Yeah, um, you're not wrong. Because a lot of times we stay in our own, like, you know, I, I smiled at her a little longer. So she's going to know and she's going to pick it up that yeah. I want to be friends. No, she probably wouldn't even look. And she probably looked like, why is this girl staring at me? Like, just say something, you know? Yeah, say it with your chest. That's, that's, that's the take home. You know, we gave you a lot of game. 
make sure you you picked up what we was putting down. But ultimately, <laughs> you're going to walk away from this episode getting to know a little bit more about Dr. Pam, our new hey, co-host. Hey. And you're going to know that in whatever way it resonates with you, it's time to shoot your shot. Like those, that's, those are the two things you're going to take away from today. An additional thing that we are going to be implementing this season, again, if you're on the Instagram, you know this. So this is another call out for y'all to tap in on that Instagram at Houston Healing and Follow. We have listener letters now because we got a ton of questions in our DMs um, on all of our platforms or people would just message us and ask us questions. So we wanted to highlight a space for you all to present to us scenarios or things you're going through. Again, you're talking to your homegirls who happen to be therapists. So so why not? Hey, Let's do it. So it's going to so, be a little ratchet and a little educated. I mean. A little bit. A little bit of both, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, what is not is therapy because we're not your therapist, but we're your homegirls who happen to be therapists. Always keep that in mind. So I'm going to do the honors if that's okay with you, Dr. Pam. I'm going to go ahead and read our first listener letter. Like, this is super exciting. Okay. So let me pull up the email. First listener letter. And if y'all write listener letters. We've talked about this. Please use a pseudonym. A pseudonym is an alias, an AK. Please don't put your real name on here because somebody going to know your business. And I still really work through a lot of confidentiality stuff. So put a fake name. Don't put your real name. Um, so I'm gonna hope this ain't your real name, but here we go. So this is from Deanna. Deanna says, so work has been working me. When I tell you I've been earning my paycheck these past couple of months, believe me. But I've been bringing a lot of that stress and energy home with me, and it's been impacting my interactions with family and friends, and I'm noticing it. What are some self-care practices or activities that are helpful in managing stress and maintaining well-being during these high stress periods? Ooh, child, friend. I understand. (laughs) Don't we (laughs) all? First and foremost, I understand. I see you, Deanna. I see you. Okay. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. Um. What are some of the practices? I feel like what's been working for me these days? Like I'm a big music head. Like I love music. Um, That's how I unwind. Right. So for me, self-care has been looking like putting that phone on D&D. Right. Taking care of all the responsibilities and all the things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 100% time. I try. I lie. I don't do it enough. (laughs) But sometimes it's just marking out and scheduling some time for yourself and doing something that you love that's not going to take from you, but something that Mm -hmm. replenishes you. And I, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody everybody has their thing, right? It might be a mm-hmm. bath, a long shower. It might be listening to a record, pouring yourself a little drink, laying down, taking a nap. I, listen, mm-hmm. I got one homegirl. She will nap, okay? Nap everywhere. I'm like, girl, but that's her self-care. So we just going to take it like that. We go on a mm-hmm. girl's trip, she going to take her nap. You know what I mean? So figuring out what it is that you like to do and just mm-hmm. giving yourself some time to do that I feel like sometimes we get hung up on self-care needs to be like a whole activity or I need to go um, go out, take myself somewhere, go on a trip, do this and that. And sometimes your know, finances don't be financing like that. Um, <laughs> so there's things that we can lean into that just make sense for us. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a long drive. Sometimes it's a beach day to go sit down by yourself and just read a book. If that's your gag, you know, find something you like to do and do a little bit more of it just to reset and don't feel bad for taking your time. That's the key. Absolutely. 
Also, there needs to be some reevaluation and reflection because if your job got you this down bad that it is that stress is manifesting in other domains of your life, is this the job for you? Are there opportunities to pivot within your corporation? Do you need to branch out? Mm. Um, and again, we're going to continuously advocate for therapy. So these are things that you can present with the therapist. One of the things that I do, and this may resonate to those who are also therapists or mental health professionals or just in the helping fields. I think there's a lot of burnout that comes with always having that therapist or nurse or doctor hat on or teacher hat on, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, one thing that I find when I'm in situations and I'm feeling like Deanna, I have safe spaces with certain friends that I get to vent and get to step out of Dr. Janae and my therapist hat and all the coping strategies that I'm well-equipped to practice that my therapist employs and empowers me with. Like, Sometimes I just need to act the fool. And so I have those spaces where my friend to be like, let me tell you how work has been working. Let me tell you how then I got home and then they was at home perpetuating the stress that work. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I have those spaces for my friends. And again, you have to constantly check in with your with your village to see if they have the capacity for that. So it's not a solution all the time. And it also can be draining for you and the people in your life. But there's a space for it. So there are all of those um, self-care techniques that you talked about, Pam. Um, there's therapy that's going to help you kind of unpack and understand things. And then there's your community that you can lean yeah. on and be like, yeah, I can lash out this way at work necessarily. But on that drive home, look, girl, what you doing? You got 15 minutes because I got to tell you about my day. And I find that that helps to center me and it allows me to then do some of the things that you're talking about. It makes my long drive peaceful. I'm not driving yeah. home. 115 miles an hour acting a fool because I've been able to kind of process the parts that's stressing me out the most. Yeah. Um, and then I can take that long drive or I can plan for a weekend or I can go do something really small, take myself out to get something. Um, so that's one of the things I do too. So hope we answered your question, girl. Yes. And that's one thing, one new thing. There's many new things as you all have found out from this episode alone, we got more things in store, but again, we started to call for listener letters. So right in, You can do that on our email. You can do that on our Instagram DMs, however you feel most comfortable. But let us know what you're going through, what you want to talk about, how we can assist you, give you some advice as your homegirls. We're happy to do so and looking forward to having more of these listener letters throughout the season. All right. And we also have something else new for y'all. We have a little recommendation piece that we're going to leave you with. Some takeaway for your week, if you will. Um, sometimes it's going to be a therapist recommendation. Sometimes it's going to be a ratchet little homegirl recommendation. We like to keep you guessing. But today we have a <laughs> <laughs> today we have a therapist recommendation. And I kind of feel like it goes in line with um, the listener question that we had because I've been feeling a bit just fatigue in general, just like in work and stuff like that. And I came across this resource that I'm about to start reading myself, making the time to read. And it's a book called Black Fatigue by Mary Mm. Frances Winters. And it just talks about like, as a people, like some of the things that we've been dealing with, just like with Black Lives Matter, the pandemic and all that, and just being occupying spaces that we don't usually occupy and the, the fatigue that goes along with that and and, mm-hmm. and our culture and having to be in all these different kind of spaces with people that don't necessarily look like us or understand our situation and that weight that it carries with us. So I'm looking forward to reading it. Maybe y'all should pick it up too. Okay. That's a good one. I like, I like how you set the stage for that therapist recommendation. I know that's something you do when you leave your clients within sessions. So I'm glad you're bringing that over to the podcast platform, 
Looking forward to also checking out that book. So you heard Dr. Pam. If you're not familiar with the book, we will have it linked in the notes. Um, And we left you with some good takeaways. So again, shoot your shot. That's what you need to do. Shoot your shot in all aspects of your life. What is the worst that could happen? Reflect on why you're not doing it. Get with a professional to understand, to make better decisions because you are blocking your blessings, stunting your growth, missing opportunities for great connection in life by failing to do that. And that's our episode for the week. Thanks for tuning in and taking time to connect with us. But now it's time to do the work. And you know that you got this. And I remind you of that every single week. Be sure you're following us on Instagram and check out our free mental health resource guide. And that is linked in our notes. Please leave us a review and that helps other folks find our podcast and let us know your thoughts about the episode, about the podcast, about the changes that we're making. And as a reminder, we're doing that weekly call for listener letters on Instagram. So write in for the chance to get some insight from Dr. Janae and Dr. Pam, who happen to be your homegirls that are also therapists. We will see you next week. All right. Bye, y'all.